All right, John, I got kind of a, uh, I guess, I don't know if this would be a math question, but this would be a okay. technical question for you. Okay. How many stickers and decals do you have to put on your rig before you're a true off-roader? I mean, it's totally dependent on how much horsepower you want. Is it, is it like a <laughs> sticker per, per horsepower? Uh, Something like that. It, it's, a, it's a half to one point oh, okay. system. And now, does it work better if you do like some of the car shows where they have the decals under the hood? So like when you lift the engine, the decals are closer to the engine. It makes more horsepower. Is that how it works? You know, I never thought of that. I, I think that's, <laughs> that's why they put the flames on the front, though. So I think that's where you get the most effective horsepower from flame stickers. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, don't you, don't you paint the flames? I guess they they have. You can do uh, both. Yeah, they yeah. got the the flame stickers. Yeah, one's more temporary and reversible. The other's not. Uh, you know, <laughs> I, I just have decals on the mind right now because producer Andrew has been whipping up these awesome decals for Wheels in the Woods. They look great. Yeah, the, have you seen the color ones yet? I have. Yeah, yeah those They're are awesome. Those are going to be pretty cool. He's oh, got yeah. he's got the participant decals. He's got the uh, one's four wheels in the woods specifically. The participant ones you have to be a participant at Wheels in the Woods to get. Excellent. So I got one coming. Oh yeah, yeah. At least well, one. You're at gonna be bringing one. a couple rigs, aren't you? I'm hoping to have both of them. I'm I'm starting to question Project XJ right now. It's I'm running into some minor delays that uh, might cost me my timeline. Well, tell you what. Why don't we talk a little bit about Project XJ and let's talk about Wheels in the Woods and a few things that are going on in our in our own worlds here in just a second. That works. It's time to hit the trail, lock in those hubs, and throw it into low range. Because you are listening to Wheel It with Keith and Johnny Orange. Broadcasting from the Thin Line Off-Road Studio. They're here to talk about 4x4s, trucks, and everything to do with enjoying the great outdoors. Buckle up. Here's your hosts, Keith and Johnny Orange. Okay, so what's the delay with Project XJ, John? Well, running into issues with the transmount, mainly. Uh, I was having issues getting the transmission installed. I just couldn't get it to align properly to uh, install in... Uh, it cost me about three or four days messing with it and two pilot bearings before I finally got it installed. Did and you did you do the black powder trick I told you about? No, no, I, uh, that concerned me a little bit. Oh. So I, I got the rental loader tools from the local auto shop. All so, right. Yeah. You wimped out on me. You didn't do the black powder. No, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. All right. But the trans <laughs> is in now? Finally, yes. Transfer case in? Not yet, no. I'm running into issues with the trans mount now. So oh, okay, so let me back up. What's wrong with the transmount? I bought the wrong one about uh, six years ago when I was collecting parts for it. Can't you just go down to like your local box store and just buy a transmount for an XJ? I mean, I could, but then I'm using factory parts on something I designed and planned for aftermarket. I'm, I'm running all polyurethane mounts on this thing, man. Mm-hmm. I want as much power as possible out of it. So polyurethane mounts give you power. They reduce some of the, the give that the rubber mounts have, so you, you feel a little bit more of the power. You, you rattle a lot more, feel a lot more vibrations from the drive line, but a lot of the power that's absorbed into the rubber mount as it torques gets more transfer through. It's probably a really minimal amount, 
But they also don't break down and wear out well, like the rubbers do. Why don't you just do like the NASCAR cars do then and just weld the engine right to the frame mount? No mounts whatsoever. Just like have... I can't really weld s- aluminum to steel. <laughs> solidly mount. Make some mounts solidly ah, mount. You know what I mean? A little bit of give. Oh, okay, fine. <laughs> I, I had it planned for that, so that's what I want to stick with. Is it going to be out at Wheels in the Woods? I'm doing my best. I thought you had a deadline. You had to have this thing done. Yeah, I kind of blew that about two weeks ago. <laughs> Uh, and and no one has shoved it out of the garage or off the property yet? Mm, there's been discussions, and we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> oh, all right, all right. Well, I'm yeah. doing every little thing that I can. You only got, like, what, three weeks left? Like two. Two? Yeah. Is it getting that close? Yeah. Well, It's coming up September 28th. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's just over two weeks away. And this will probably be what, I, without looking at calendar, this is probably the last podcast before Wheels in the Woods that's going to upload. Is uh, it not? We should have one more. Oh, one more after that? Yep. Yeah, we'll have one more, and then that'll be the week of. Okay, and then we're gonna try to we're gonna try to actually do a uh, podcast from Wheels in the Woods yep. as well, or at least do some recording, and we'll see if it works out for an episode. Oh yeah, yep. Um, I I'm still really excited about Wheels in the Woods. I I hope Project FJ60 is there. I still need to go through the rear axle. I've been really busy at work. I'm I'm gonna go through the rear axle. I may end up sure. bringing it there with my beat up <laughs> doors and yeah and everything else that I was gonna try to get fixed in time. You know, just trailer it, have it as is. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's one way of doing it. Do it as a display of trail carnage. Yeah. Well, there's plenty of that. <laughs> there's plenty of that. Yeah. Um, Wheels in the Woods, we have talked about it, we've plugged it, um, it is our event, so it's, you know, we're going to keep talking about it. Wheels in the Woods is a fundraiser car show for the Museum of Off-Road Adventure. It's put on by them, it's not put on by Wheeling. Correct. But it is put on by the museum. This will be the second year. Um, like we were saying, we're going to have a lot of different decals that you can get. We'll All have some limited edition stuff, too. Yeah, yeah. So it's only available at the event this year. Next year, it'll be something totally different. Did you hear, I don't know if we've got the news over to you yet, uh, maybe you did, maybe you didn't, that it looks like we are going to be able to have a raffle as well. I did not hear that. Awesome. So uh, producer Andrew looked into that, and... We have a couple of folks that are willing to donate some very high-end items cool. for a raffle. Uh, we've got to work out the final details of the mm-hmm. raffle. If the raffle doesn't go through, it looks like we can still do a silent auction. Oh, cool. So cool. either way, there should be some pretty cool items there that people can Sweet. either raffle or auction on. And, you know, that that's kind of a neat thing. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's not the most, to me, the most exciting thing, of course, is just getting everybody together again and, you know, doing the public judging, having people come out. And, oh, yeah. Good family event. Get everybody out there, check different things out. I'm pretty excited too to see what happens with the uh, the Power Wheels race. Oh yeah, or the Power Wheels rock crawling. That'll be interesting for sure. Yeah. So okay. So folks, whoever's listening here, I know there are events like this around the country, and each one's a little bit different. But what our plan to do here is to do the Power Wheels event for the little kids, and it's ages 12 and under. You can bring any Power Wheels you want. You can bring a modified one, and and that's something that is I've. Heard, Talk to people in the past that have tried to go to Power Wheels events with modified Power Wheels, and people tell them that they can't bring it there because it's got too large of a battery or too large of an engine or, or whatever is in it. Mm. But the Power Wheels event that we're doing is going to be very similar to a points-based system in a rock crawling course or a rock crawling competition 
where they're going to start out with so many points and then they'll be deducted for backing up or hitting an obstacle. Uh, they're only going to be timed as a tiebreaker um, purpose. So, you know, it's not how fast they can get through, but it's how efficiently they can get through the course without, you know, getting extra points knocked off. I like it. So, you know, hitting obstacles and things like that. It's not going to be super crazy. I mean, yeah. we're talking power wheels. These things are too nice gr- and simple. Yeah, there'll be, yeah. A, a, you know, a little bit of elevation for them. Um, there'll tight be turns. tight turns. And I think the, kid, I'm, I think the kids are going to have a blast. Oh, with yeah. It. I hope they do. I hope there's no crying. <laughs> uh, I, I make no guarantees. Have you ever been to one of those power wheel, power wheel demolition derbies? I've seen them at, like, the fairground demo derbies where they do the, the, the race and Get all the kids like cutting in and out of everything. It's pretty Usually funny. like a balloon on the front and back, <laughs> yeah. and they got to pop each other's balloons. Yep. Yeah, I I always love going to the one here in town when they have it, mm. and inevitably there's always some kid that cries because they didn't win. Yeah, I mean it happens. <laughs> so I'm sure it's going to yeah. happen here, but I'm excited to see the RC rock crawling. Yeah, that I, should be pretty cool. I haven't had a lot of feedback as to folks that say they're going to come, but I huh. hope they do. Um, of course, if you're listening and you're an RC fan and you're the only one that shows up, you're just going to automatically win by default. So I think yeah. we still need to make them go, though, just so everybody can watch oh, it. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. So we've got some broken concrete. Uh, shouldn't have to do any more climbs than three or four inches. Pretty much a out-of-the-box RC rock crawler that you can buy online or at a box store should be able to complete this course. Your regular RC car that's meant for pavement is not going to do it, so you do need to have something that's meant to do a little bit of this. Four-wheel drive preferred. They do make four-wheel drive ones. You probably could do it with a two-wheel drive one with some balloon tires. No guarantees. Hmm. I don't even have an RC car. Do you have an RC car? I don't, but I know a guy. I don't think it works, so he kind of broke it not too long ago. Oh, yes, it's no good. Yeah. I, I've been asking around, and nobody I know has them either. So, I mean, I'll, I'll talk to him. He might. We'll have the course set up. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, it's not too hard. Yeah, we can always change on the fly. If we have to, <laughs> if we have to. Yeah. Are you going to be one of the spotters? Maybe. Well, we'll see what's going on that day. I know, we, I know we got some of the museum volunteers and oh, yeah. things like that. Some of the kids are going to help out. So yeah, should be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Uh, Wheels in the Woods, what else are we going to have this year? I know we got a lot of sponsors. Um, I know we're talking about trivia for that, too. Oh, the trivia. trivia contest. Yeah. So for the 4x4 trivia contest, here's how this is going to work. We're going to have one or two points in the day where folks can come up and they can get a maybe three points in the day where they can get a sheet. And it's going to be just like an old you know, bubble sheet in high school where you're taking a test, and it's going to have... Oh, a Scantron? Yeah, not, not a full Scantron. We don't have a Scantron <laughs> machine yet, but uh, you know, you'll just circle some answers, A, B, C, D. You're going to be given multiple choice answers for questions. Hmm. Where the idea is, is it's not going to be fast enough time for anybody to be able to Google this yeah. or to use their phones. We're going to try to keep them from cheating. And... You're probably going to have 80 or 90% of your questions are going to be multiple choice, and then we're going to have some where you have to come up with the answer. I hate those ones. (laughs) Well, you usually do a trivia night that you go to at a a local bar, like on Wednesdays, right? Yes, sir. And it's kind of the same platform. I'm taking from this platform. I like that. Yeah, he used to do it all multiple choice, but it it got to be too much of a challenge sometimes with uh, tiebreakers, so they started adding the fill-in-the-blank kind of stuff. Yeah. So yeah, it definitely the, made it more interesting, that's for sure. And those are the tough questions. Yes, yes, unfortunately. Some of them. Now, what I'm thinking if for our trivia contest, we need to give 
several of our trivia questions need to be old Wheelan episode Ooh, trivia questions. I like that. So, and and then the answers. I like that. Folks need to go back and listen to the old episodes yeah. because we give away in the following episode or the episode after, we give away the answers. I like it. I like it a lot. So make sure you go back, listen to the old episodes, get those trivias. Yeah, I think there's probably in the neighborhood of 10 or a dozen questions that we've done trivia so far. They're about to think. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know if we'll have them all, but we're going to have some of them. Make Sounds sure good. Make sure you have, you know, listen to that, you know, wheeling listeners, you're going to have, a, you know, 10% advantage possibly sounds good what i like it it's not too expensive of an event 10 bucks per carload so however many people you can cram in a car they get in for 10 bucks total yeah that's we we had chosen to do that uh if you remember back when we did our first meeting for wheels in the woods Mm -hmm. you know some charity car shows and things like that they only charge the participants the vehicles we understand that this is on a uh, private property where there's some expense incurred to the museum for rentals and things like that. So we we do have to charge an admission. Mm. But you know, there's there's another show I've gone up to that's north of here, and I think it's like eight dollars or five dollars a head. Oh, so that's you know, a little different. It can get expensive. Yeah, you know, yeah. you show up. See, I got a big family, a lot yeah. of kids. I show up with six people. Mm-hmm. Or eight people, and it's a it's a forty fifty dollar bill. What you right need there. is a trench, you know, a couple long trench coats, and you just have them, you know, sit on each oh, other's cartoon shoulders. style. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, perfect, perfect. <laughs> um, so yeah, no the 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 car uh, load is what we came up with. So if you can pack twenty people into your old station wagon or your suburban or whatever it is, we're gonna take pictures first off. Yeah, we are. <laughs> uh, come on out. It's only gonna cost you ten bucks per car load, and really that's just what it's just oh, covering yeah. the parking. So we have limited parking. And of course, if you're active police, fire, military, or first responders, let us know, and we're gonna waive that for you. Yes. Yeah. So. Absolutely. We did that last year. That yep. was people were appreciative of that, and yeah. they, they understand this is a fundraiser car show. We're raising money for, and the it's museum. not just cars either. We're, there's gonna be ATVs. It might be some motorcycles cycles out there i'm um, working on getting a sand rail to come out there that's pretty sweet yeah so yeah. There, there's gonna be a lot of different stuff not just you know cars and trucks and jeeps and stuff now i don't want to read over all of the awards uh we are actually posting them daily on the uh the event page on facebook but if you go to the website wheels in the woods dot info that's what it is right not info at wheels in the woods it's wheels, uh, wheels in the woods dot info yeah, wheelsinthewoods.info. Yes. If you go to that, it will direct you to the Facebook event. And at that point, you can take a look. And every single day at 1030 in the morning, another one, it's a countdown to the show. Another one of the awards is popping up, and it's showing what the awards are. You know, we've got best original 4x4. We have, um, you know, sand machine, best sand machine, best nice. mud bogger, things like that. I like it. Now, here's something that... I really like about what the board did with this show, mm-hmm. in, different than other car shows. Most car shows, you have to go into, and you have to pick a category that you want to be judged in. Okay. I've only been to one car show my whole life. So, <laughs> uh, What? I've only been to one car show. One? One. I, I entered... Uh, How can you... Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> you have lived within... 60 miles of Detroit your entire life. Yes. And this is the Motor City capital of the world where every big boy, every (laughs) mom and pop restaurant, 
every small town has a cruise-in or a car show mm-hmm. pretty much every single weekend and maybe every Thursday or Tuesday. Yep. Every single day <laughs> yep. from, like, May to September. Yep, and I've only been to one. And it was one that I entered, so it doesn't really even count I, as going I, to I, it. I don't even know how this is possible, John. <laughs> I'm sorry. I've been to hundreds <laughs> hundreds. Well, okay, so the in the hundreds of shows that I've been to... <laughs> Typically, they make you pick a category, or they make you pay for various categories. Mm-hmm. So let's let's say the entry fee is thirty bucks for your vehicle. Okay, you know, you go in and you want to be judged in two categories. They make you double pay. We're not oh. doing anything like that. Good to know. The public is judging what category you're in. So I have is, a chance at something, is what you're saying. You do excellent. But what's funny <laughs> is you can win in a category that you maybe shouldn't even win in. I, I know the one you're talking about, that ugly duckling. I no, 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 no. No, I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about like last year at Wills in the Woods, mm. uh, we had best military vehicle went to a vehicle that wasn't even a military vehicle. <laughs> Guy showed up with, a, I think it was like a a civilian version, like 52 Dodge Power Wagon. Nice. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like a farm truck. Yeah. But it happened to be military green. <laughs> and for whatever reason, awesome. people just voted it best. I, I'm pretty sure that was the winner. Um, so that can happen, but you can win oh, yeah. multiple awards. It'd be okay uh, if it's a funny one like that. Yeah. Best motorcycle, but I have four wheels. Well, yeah, there you <laughs> go. Well, actually, yes, that happened last year as well. We really? had no two-wheeled vehicles show up. Oh. But there was a best motorcycle category <laughs> and a guy with a four-wheeler. And there was several four-wheelers. Nice. A guy with a four-wheeler won best motorcycle. I like it. I mean, people do kind of call them bikes and stuff, so I guess it makes sense. But Eh, whatever works. Yeah. So, and last thing on the judging, uh, there is no celebrity judges. The board is not judging. People that are involved with the museum are not judging. Everyone that comes in the door, kids included, we hand them a judging sheet. Go have fun. Turn in the judging seat by this certain time. Absolutely. And so it's completely judged by the public. Uh, so you can't get mad at me. You can't get mad at Johnny Orange. You know, so uh, you can't get mad at the museum folks because the public is choosing the awards in these categories. Sweet, sweet. Yeah. What What else, John? With the with I know we're we're planning to have a big swap meet there. I don't know how many people we have planning to come out for that. If you got some parts you want to barter or trade or try and sell, uh, we've got that available. You can reserve a spot for that. Sure. So sure. that's it's a little bit of a separate space from the show area. But we do have spaces of, what, 10 by 20 foot they're doing? Yeah, that's what they're doing. Do you remember last year, you didn't make Wheels in the Woods? I was unfortunately unable to. Do you remember me texting you, though? I do. You're texting me about some Jeep parts or something. Yeah, so we we had a guy show up for the swap meet last year. And all he had with him was pretty much in the back of his truck an entire dismantled (laughs) Jeep XJ. I mean... That, he, that's all he brought, that, now. that is all he brought with him. <laughs> nice. He had this truck full of an XJ he had taken apart. And he had the whole, awesome. the whole dashboard and the interior uh, and the engine. And, you remember what year it was? Uh, I, yeah, last year was 2018. <laughs> the Jeep. Oh, the Jeep. The Jeep. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, no, I think it, I think it was a, a 97 to 01 version. Yeah, I needed controllers. Off. Yeah, well, so <laughs> he shows up and he's got like this engine in the back of his Jeep. And I'm like. Okay. Uh, I'm like, and this is the first year of the show, so the swap meet was kind of small. The show was kind of small. Mm. He sold the engine and a bunch of other stuff, and he's <laughs> like, this was great. You know? Nice. I was like, oh, good, good for, for him. you, man. Yeah. Good for you. 
So yeah, I texted you some pictures. He had fender flares and stuff. You didn't want any of that, I remember. Yeah, I'm so, good on that. <laughs> yeah, but um, that goes back to what we were talking about in our last episode. Some of the fads that of the past that you know, oh, fender yeah. flares is something that. Yeah. But uh, well, John, I think we've kind of touched on on most of the wheels in the woods stuff. I know it was kind of a long bit for wheels in the woods. It's not really museum news. We do actually have a little bit of museum hmm. news that I'd like to touch on briefly. Well, when I do want to add one more final detail on wheels in the woods before we switch topics. What's here. that? It is September twenty eighth, and it runs ten a.m. to four p.m. Yes. So make sure you get out there and. Was it by 3 o'clock we need all the uh, judging sheets turned in? Yeah, and you can be on the grounds as early as 8. So if you're coming oh, okay. in and you're setting up your vehicle, um, if you if you trailer your vehicle in and you need time to unload and get everything staged, you can be on the grounds as early as 8. But we are asking for judging purposes that your vehicle is on the ground by 10 a.m. That works. Yeah. So. so anyways, moving on. Yeah, let's take a quick break, John. And when we come back, there's some museum news I want to talk about. Sounds good. See you in a bit. Have you heard the good news? Now there's a local paper that people just can't seem to get enough of. It's the Thumbprint News. The Thumbprint News is free and full of interesting stories that focus on what's important in our lives. Stories that touch on this area's rich history, unique places, and the diverse cultures and people. You'll be in the know when you read the Thumbprint News. Go to thumbprintnews.com and read the paper online for free today. Welcome back to Will with Keith and Johnny Orange. Before the commercial break, we were talking about wheels in the woods, and now we're moving on to some other news in the Mora. Yeah, well, our museum minutes, as we've been calling it. Um, I am really excited that our AMC Eagle is finally back. Awesome. Yeah. That's That'll be nice to have that space uh, taken back up again. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's under that beautiful uh, banner that Andrew, That's... the producer, put together for us a while ago. And I didn't know you actually made that. I thought the guy brought that. It's a reproduction of a awesome, yeah, of an actual AMC um, banner nice. that would have been in like a dealership in the seventies. That's awesome. Yeah, that's, that's that's why I thought it was original then. Yeah, it does. It looks original, doesn't <laughs> that it? That is yeah, awesome. I yeah. like that. Very cool. Uh, it's uh, it's back. It has been all detailed. It went out to the AMC Nationals, Sweet. Uh, where it actually placed some awards. Oh, very cool. So it, it, it'll be back for a while. I don't know how long we're going to cool. have it back here. I would like to do an AMC Eagle episode in the future because it is a very historically important vehicle in the development of all-wheel drive and crossover vehicles. Sounds good. I think that would be something to touch on. But oh, yeah. for now, if you're interested in seeing what the Eagle looks like that we have in the museum, and it is a beautiful, beautiful specimen. It is oh, believed man. to be the gorgeous er- car. Yeah, it's believed to be the earliest unrestored AMC Eagle. That is in factory condition. I don't know. I found another unrestored one last week. It was it an eighty? Uh, I don't know. It was sitting in a scrapyard. I couldn't see a whole oh, lot. Unrestored? On it. <laughs> yeah, it was probably had something sitting on top of it or something. No, no, it was on its own. Oh, okay. It was on its own. If I go back there, I'll take some pictures. Well, uh, we're glad to have it back. There are some pictures of it on our Instagram account, which is Museum of Off Road Adventure. Um, well, that's that's not the Wheeland account. It's the Museum of Off-Road Adventures yeah. Instagram account. And there's a underscore between every word. When don't, it was originally set up, it's kind of a weird way. But if you start typing it yeah. in, you'll find it. Don't send them online, though. We want them to come in and see it. Well, and then yeah, they can see all the other them, cool stuff. I would prefer them to yeah. come in and see it because pictures <laughs> don't do it justice. Oh, no. It's, it's an absolutely beautiful car. Well worth the drive even just to see that. Yeah. It's seriously cool. In in museum minutes, I think that was about it uh, with the museum. We just had our last board meeting. I know that we were talking a lot at the board meeting about mm. getting ready for Wheels in the Woods. We've got yeah. that coming up. So I'm, I'm working on one piece. Uh, we might have a nice custom-built sand rail in there. 
Very cool. So yeah, we're working on that. Yeah, that's that. I'm looking forward to that. I think I saw it a long time ago. You've seen one of the variations. It's undergone a few changes in the past few years. Oh, the, okay. The current rendition of it's pretty sweet though. Yeah. So I guess the only question is going to be if we want it with the paddle tires or without. <laughs> I, I say with. I uh, should be able to do that. Yeah. So. Yeah. Well, that'd be kind of cool because you can show visitors to the museum. You can say, "Hey, this is what." you know, is, is beneficial for sand. Oh yeah. And oh yeah. Although, all right. All right. So story time. We always have a few of these in the middle of an episode. <laughs> My buddy, Bob, you know, Bob. Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh, he's, he's on the board of the museum. Yeah. I, okay. I know Bob. Yeah, of course you know, Bob. I don't know Jack though. Okay. Well, <laughs> Bob used to have, uh, I don't remember what he called it. He had this exo cage Toyota mini truck. Nice. And he's taken to mud bogging events. He took a set of paddle tires Put them on the back of that thing for the mud. He said it didn't back up very good, but well, in a straight it. line at the bogging events, it just did great. I believe it. That thing is, it's weird to ride in that with the paddle tires not on sand, but on sand, ooh, yeah, yeah. that's sweet. Really, really digs. Yeah, that'll throw up a serious rooster tail. So um, going on from that, 4x4 news, uh, what else have you seen? I've seen a couple things in the news, but do you have anything that you wanted to touch on today, John? Not that I can think of. I've not. I've been kind of absent in a lot of that, any social anything as of late. Um, a couple that I wanted to touch on in 4x4 news, we spoke a little bit in the last couple episodes about some recall issues with GM vehicles and with some tires and things like that. Oh, right, right, right. Did you see the one that was in the news today? Oh, I haven't even been online at all today. <laughs> 3.5, I think, billion, maybe million, but I thought it said billion GM vehicles are being recalled due to a faulty um, brake booster. Good Lord. Uh, part of the... They have like a, I think it's an electronic vacuum pump for the brake booster. I know they okay. had it on the Chevy Trailblazer back in the day. Interesting. And I, and I never was a big fan of the design. And something is failing, and they've already documented huh. something like over 50 accidents. Wow. Like fatal accidents because wow. of it. And so that's a pretty big boo-boo on GM's part. Um, it concerns me. I just finished swapping in the brake booster on Project XJ. From a GM? No, it's from a WJ Grand Cherokee. But well, that, that's not going to be part <laughs> of the recall, then. No, it just makes me concerned. I got to double check and make sure I'm doing everything right. Because mm. it's the boosters from that, proportioning valves from a 2000 XJ, the guts in it are from a 94 ZJ. So it's uh, it's a Franken brake system, too, on this thing. Oh, man. You, just, <laughs> you and the just mixing and matching of parts, it's, yep. just, it's just crazy. <laughs> It'll it, be worth it in the end. Yeah, I guess so. Uh, my projects have been. We already talked about this, our projects, didn't we? A little bit. A yeah. little bit. Um, project Excursion, I really didn't talk much about. No, that one you haven't touched on. The tires have got to go on it soon. Yeah. I'm, Wearing out the others? Yeah, I got a pretty good wobble, almost like death nice. wobble, but it's a tire wobble, I can tell. I just had mine rotated and balanced on uh, Pegasus, and that made a huge difference. I couldn't believe how much of a difference that made. I did that last oil change. Mm-hmm. And I did it at the Ford dealer because yep. I had lifetime rotation and balance. Nice. And I went in and I said, listen, hey, I got a tire that's out of balance again. And it's happened a couple of times since I've owned it. Yeah. And I think I'm just knocking the wheel weights off off-road. Mm-hmm. So it's it's not a problem with the BFGs or anything yeah. like that. But I go in and the guy's like, all right, you know, we'll balance them for you. And he comes back out a little bit later and he goes, 
yeah, we're not balancing those tires again. And I says, what are you not balancing those tires again? He says, you go, he says, those things are so worn out. He goes, there's just, <laughs> there's something going on. He goes, we had to put so much lead on your, and I know which one it is, driver's yeah. front. And, <clears throat> you know, so they're they're getting very, very thin, and now yeah. there's a wobble. I can feel it in the steering wheel mm. going down the road. And mm-hmm. so it's it's time. It is definitely yeah. time for the project. They, they all get there eventually, unfortunately. I was really hoping to see if I could beat the record of the last set of all trains around it, because I think the last set got almost 120,000 miles. Nice. And these ones just are a little over 100 now, but... Nice. Uh, Probably I'd, harder driving. I'd thought about working those. Uh, if you recall, last episode we talked about the tires because we were swapping so many tires around. I was hoping to get a little bit more use out of those Michelins that I have on the uh, the roller wheels. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I found a couple bulges, so they're they're no longer usable on the road. You're talking like the, the bulges where there's those weird air ones that goes out the side of it and it's like a big bubble? Yes. Really? Yeah, yeah I've got uh, one on one of the wheels that I found. Yeah, those always remind so, me of like the the bubble you get in the crust of a pizza. Yeah, but they taste much worse. Oh yeah, they're terrible, a lot more chewy. Terrible, <laughs> very chewy. Uh, yeah, the uh, you know so news. There's there was something else I wanted to mention. I now I can't remember what it was, but um, and nothing greatly important. But something mm-hmm. I remember reading somewhere. Uh, mm-hmm. You don't have anything else in the four by four news? Nothing I can think of off the top of my head. Like I said I've been yeah. kind of absent in a lot of social networking, social media Where stuff. Where have you lately. been? The garage. Well, that's good. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's better than saying the bar or bed or, you know, or work. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> speaking of work, speaking of work. All right. All right. We're going to just do a side note here for a second. So I want you to, I want you to promise me something. Okay. And, and maybe I'll promise you the same. But, but I can't agree one way or another till I know what it is. Well, <laughs> if either of us ever end up in an old... I, I was in an old folks' home today, mm-hmm. okay, for work. And, and that was fine. It was a decent place, it, you know, nothing wrong, but I want to promise you something. Okay. This one, they had like a a wing because they had people escape. Oh. So I don't know if it's Alzheimer's or whatever, but you had to enter a code to go in and out yep, of the building. I've been in one like that. Okay. And there was like multiple levels of it. Yep. And the guy's like... In, in at one point, I had to bring some tools in and out, and he's like, "We need someone standing by this door at all times." He's huh. like, "Because they will disappear quick." He's like, "They'll just shoot right out." I believe it. So I need you to be my accomplice to let me escape. Oh, we're gonna shake on that right now. Uh, okay, all right. <laughs> all right, we're shaking on this. Uh, get your witness, producer Andrew, and, and, and uh, I'll be yours. And if you go in first, if but, the Alzheimer's and dementia doesn't set into any of us, this is our promise. Yeah, this is what we're gonna do <laughs> because you know. It's just not fair. You know, yeah. somebody needs to help you escape. You oh know? yeah, absolutely. You have to distract. Up, you know, the guard. And <laughs> pull, pull up with the jeep and yeah. say, "Get in. We're doing redneck things." Yeah, I like and, it. You know, so <laughs> that's what we're doing. But I like it. Uh, so yeah, I just saw that and I was like, man, it's, it's almost like a prison, man. I just I couldn't do it. But yeah, but it has really nothing to do with wheeling. But nah, no, no. <laughs> it was. Uh, what else? What else is in the in in the world of four x four stuff? You're working on Project XJ. You're getting. That's I've been just a lot of work on that, researching minor problems I'm running into to find the you know the best effective way to handle some of these situations and planning and replanning. You know, mm. a lot of what I planned ten years ago or whatever it was is uh, not going to work, or I've changed a couple things since then, not realizing what else it changes. And that's kind of coming back to bite me. 
you, you need to go back yeah. and listen to uh, there's an episode of a podcast and it's called Project Procrastination. <laughs> maybe, yeah, I remember maybe, that one. <laughs> yeah, maybe you need to listen to that one. Yeah, take a little bit of your advice, there, buddy. Yeah. Oh, I'm, I'm, I'm working on it. I'm getting it done. I'm getting it accomplished. All right. It's just one of those, it's like, well, this came up. Oh, well, you know, I, I, so I have a list. I've got a work list. Uh-huh. And as I complete things, I delete items from the list. Yeah, I, have to do, I do the same thing. It's like a yeah. honeydew list. But the problem is, is you yeah. put more things on the top of the list, and the list gets well, longer and longer and longer. So my, my list was ending. Okay. You know, I, I got this and this and this done, so delete those three things. Delete these two, because that's related. And I got to the bottom of the list, and it's like, wait a minute, I'm missing something. Uh, and choosing the radiator that I decided to go with, now I got to figure out coolant temp sensors. The upgraded version doesn't have it in the radiator anymore. Just troll the old JB Weld it. It it might happen. No, I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just being all I mean. Yeah, that's a way of doing it. Uh, I'll, I'll find a way to make it a bolt-on still. I'll oh, do it. There's there's something else in museum news that oh. this really isn't news, but it's a museum. <laughs> it's okay. It's a museum problem. Okay. I don't know if you're aware of this. I don't know. I I think I think there's a possibility that we have a gremlin living at the museum. And I'm not talking about really? an AMC gremlin. No, one of those little furry things you're not supposed to feed after midnight? E- one of those or an elf or something? I'm not really Ooh, I sure. I want to trap it. Yeah. The entire the entire um, south row of vehicles in the museum. Mm-hmm. And this this is, well, the south row is four or five vehicles. Okay. Okay. It's got to include one of mine then. It, it does include yours. Uh-oh. Okay. The entire South Row, about every three weeks, every single vehicle in the South Row, the driver's side front tire is flat. Interesting. Hmm. And the military vehicles that were there, Mm -hmm. that are gone now, were the same way. Huh. I cannot figure it out. What are the chances that they have a... Hmm. An air leak on the driver's side front tire on all of these vehicles. Uh, astronomical. Yeah, I don't. I don't I think know. We're going to set a trail cam up. Or there, security cameras. Well, there or is something. security cameras in there. Maybe I need to go back and look at the footage. Yes. Yes. If they're not like flat, flat, but they're like half flat. So it's not like someone's going and deflating man. them. So we're either going to need some live traps and a shotgun, or we're gonna have to get a <laughs> priest in there to exercise the demon. <laughs> so I was telling uh, the owner of the. Uh, you know, the Eagle when he came back mm-hmm. about it. And I says, you know, you're putting it in that row. And <laughs> I was like, I'm going to be watching that tire because if that tire goes starts to go flat, I'm... There's a way we can test this. Okay. We have to remove a vehicle from that row. See if it still goes flat. See if it goes flat. If we Just put move it, it. Just put it on the north side? Yeah. Hmm. Might have to do that. Yeah. Except then if all those tires in it, we know that's the problem vehicle. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I can't figure this one out. Yeah, it's it's just weird to me, which means we're going to have to get an air compressor for the museum because I've been hauling tanks down there, and mm-hmm. it's just not enough. We need to... Or just take the valve stem out and film all self-expanding foam. Problem solved. Oh, yeah. That's that's great. Yeah. <laughs> Might be hard to balance, though. All right. Maybe don't do that. Oh, <laughs> man. John, John, John. We're such rednecks on this episode. It's, oh, yeah. it's bad. But... Uh, <laughs> Why don't we take a quick break, and when we come back, talk about a few more things. Sounds good to me. See you in a bit. Hey, it sounds like it's time to swap out that old engine for something better, John. Yeah, man, but I have so much into my trans and transfer case set up already. I don't want to change those two. 
Sounds like you need to call Quick Draw Brand Adapters. They specialize in conversion bell housings for nearly all diesel and gasoline engines, including the new 2.8R Cummins. You know, I like weird engines, though. I want something different. Then you definitely need to visit quickdrawbrand.com today. They have those hard-to-find parts. They also have used diesel engines available. You can call them at 513-446-9654. Cool, I'll do that. See what they have. Thanks. And we're back, folks. I'm Keith of Thin Line Off-Road, Keith Codet, and I'm Johnny Orange of Johnny Orange. Yeah, yeah <laughs> Johnny Orange, Johnny Orange. I need a better of. Yeah, we'll figure that out someday. Yeah. Did, i got to name the garage or something so I can be of that at least. So did you see <laughs> on any of the social, well, it'd be Facebook, that you mm-hmm. and I are on because we're friends on there. and We are? We are? Oh. I thought we were. Yeah. <laughs> um, did you see that our, our mutual friends, and I'm not going to say their full names because they are kind of private people, but J&A, uh, you know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Uh, did you see they lost their uh, their puppy? No, I didn't. Yeah, she was... Aw. Yeah, she was, uh, I don't know, 10, 11 years old, German Shepherd. Oh, man. And, um, so they're, they're pretty sad. That was about when we lost ours. Yeah. That's, uh, I'm sorry to hear that, guys. Yeah, it's very sad. Yeah. Um, they, it got me thinking about... They've had dogs as long as I've known them. It was the same way up until my last one. Now, this German Shepherd that they had, uh, they traveled with a little bit here and there. Mm-hmm. They didn't do like a ton of traveling with it. Yeah. Prior to that, they had a yellow lab. Okay. Um, and they used to travel with, I think her. I don't think it was a him. They used to travel <laughs> with her quite a bit mm-hmm. um, when they were a younger couple without any kids. In yeah. fact, uh, they used to, um, you know, she'd ride shotgun in the pickup truck all the nice. time. Nice. Well, yeah, until you go through the McDonald's drive-thru and the dog decides that what's in the McDonald's smells <laughs> good and goes through the McDonald's drive-thru window. Oh. <laughs> See, worst I had, mine jumped through a window. I, I went to the hardware store, and uh, my mom drove me up there with the dog as we wanted to give the dog a ride. I went in. Uh, he, he was standing on the window switches, rolled it down, and ran in there after me. Oh, and that okay. dog had a little bit of an aggression issue. Mm. Didn't like to listen at the time. Right in Main Street in Memphis. Mm. So I was like trying to get him without him running out, no. hoping he's going to leave everybody alone. It all worked out for the best, thank God. But yeah, yeah, that was interesting. Yeah. <laughs> so you were walking in Memphis, your feet's 10 feet off the ground? Pretty much. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So. Oh, jeez. Oh, my God. <laughs> Um, it just got me thinking also a little bit about traveling with pets. Um, mm. I've known a number of people that have traveled with pets and off-roaded with pets. Nice. Um, have you ever offered you ever take the dog out with you on the quads or in the Jeep or anything? Uh, he used to like to run next to the quad. Okay. He had a lot of energy and we'd just, I mean, I'd top that thing out. He'd be right there neck and neck. Okay. So he'd be nice and tired after that. But well, no, I, I used to take him on, you know, rides and stuff going down a few trails, nothing too hardcore or anything. Yeah, uh, mostly we're going to be talking about dogs here, but you know, yeah. uh, I mean, you a lot could, of you could bring a cat. A lot of people off road with their dogs. Oh yeah. Um, in fact, I don't think I've ever seen anybody off road with an animal besides a dog. Something to do with horses, but well, the horse kind of the mode of transportation. Yeah, so it doesn't so really the count. Is doing the off road. Yeah, same with you. donkeys. Yeah. Okay, I've done that. <laughs> um, I, I'm I'm not a dog owner. I'm a cat owner, and I I'm love sorry. dogs. But you know, well, you have a cat too. I so. know, and I yeah. post all kinds of pictures. I mean, yeah. He's a cute little bugger. Yeah, he but. is. 
No, um, I'm a dog person at heart. But you know, I get I get thinking about you know, and I've been on a lot of off road trips in the past where people have had dogs with them, mm. and I have seen great experiences with that, and I've mm-hmm. seen not so good experiences with that. Now, yeah. fortunately, I've never seen the animals get hurt or anything like that. That's that's good. Okay. But uh, say if we're going to talk about that kind of episode, I'm gonna go home. <laughs> no, no, nothing like that. No, no. And and this isn't even going to be a whole episode. This is just yeah. you and I talking, kind of the oh, end. Yeah. But I know it's something you and I had talked about a while yep. ago. Uh, some of the things that I have seen um, on a positive side, I have a, a good friend who now lives in Alaska, and he used to travel uh, or off road and go wheeling. He had a full size Ford Bronco. And he would take, he had one of those, uh, I think it's a Husky or an Akita, one of those mm-hmm. one of those big fluffy Alaskan-looking yeah. dogs. Yep. Um, but he lived here in Michigan in the Upper Peninsula, okay. and he would take that dog everywhere. Nice. And he was the most responsible pet owner for off-roading I've ever seen. He had the back area, had a, um, you know, like a, not a cage, but it had like a barrier area. Mm-hmm. Um, he had a harness for the dog for if he got into the rough stuff. So he, oh, that's he, could, good. he could harness the dog and yeah. the dog would be safe. That's absolute must when doing that kind of stuff. And then every single time that we would stop, um, he had this portable water bowl, mm-hmm. portable food dish, pulled all that out. He would take the dog for a walk on a leash. Yeah, you definitely He'd, want at least one good leash. And I'd, I'd have a second as a backup, just in case. Just in case. Not a bad idea. Yeah. And he would take the dog, and the dog would do his business, and he would pick up the dog's stuff, yeah. and he would pack it out. Nice. That is the most responsible pet owner Absolutely. on the trail. Absolutely. On the flip side of that, I used to wheel with another guy. Um, he had this big black Jeep that was built up and whatnot. And I didn't know him very well, but he, he was on several trips I went on. Yeah. And he would travel with two or three large dogs in this Jeep Wrangler. In a Wrangler? In a Wrangler, along with his wife and at least one or two of his kids. How? They were all on top of each other. Yeah. It looked... The kids would get out. They would be crying and screaming about the dog's claws scratching up their legs. Jeez. Because he didn't have harnesses on them. And the dogs would be jumping back and forth in the Jeep. Yeah. They'd get out. They just let the dogs fly anywhere, Ooh. and you know there'd be people there. Other small kids were afraid of dogs. And oh yeah, things. not on a leash. These dogs are just running wild all over the place. Especially bad if you get some of those people highly allergic to pets. Ooh, there's that too. High risk. So you know it's it's a good idea if you want trails to stay open and you're going to bring your pet with you. I'm, I'm not discouraging you from bringing your pet with you. But to be responsible about oh, it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Pack out the pet waste. Yeah. Bring those those harnesses. They yeah. make harnesses for the dogs for the car. Yeah. Good water, food. Exactly. And make sure you have enough water. You know, some of those dogs, especially when it gets really warm, they're going to go through a lot of water. Oh, absolutely. And that was, um, you know, our buddy Lucas was stuck on that three-day trip in Canada years ago mm-hmm. where they didn't expect to be stuck for three days. Yeah. I don't know if there was pets on that trip. But, oh. you know, if you go out there and now you've got, you know, oh, a large yeah. dog might turn on you in three days and eat you. I would hope they're better trained than that. But <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. I know my cat would. Well, cat's a cat. So. Well, yeah. Also, <laughs> cat, you know, half an hour after it didn't we, have We th- don't own cats. Cats yeah. own us. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Cat would eat me, you know. Yeah. So. Oh, yeah. Um, well, okay, so traveling with a cat, I have known I have known a couple of recent situations traveling with a cat. I helped that friend of mine move across the oh, country, right. remember yep. I told you? Well, they she brought her mom 
with her two cats, mm-hmm. and they rented an RV, and they had this whole cage thing set up. Nice. And they would stop for the cats, and that was very responsible, oh, yeah. and everything worked good. That was pretty successful. Yeah. My mom, on the other hand, and this is not her cat, but a friend of hers came down to visit her. Mm-hmm. And she has a house in Florida. Yeah. A friend of hers drove from Michigan to Florida and okay. decided to bring the cat with them. Uh-oh. And the cat sang to them the entire time. Yeah, I was, I was going to um, touch on that. We we rehomed a couple cats to a friend of my mom's in Chicago. Oh, you drove to Chicago with a cat? With two cats. How awesome was that? We got to learn how loud the radio gets. Mm. <laughs> it was great. Yeah. I've Unfortunately, got a- that instance, it masked this, uh, this dinging sound that a car likes to make on oh, the rare no. occasion. When uh, the car starts overheating, mm. yeah, still not sure exactly what happened. Filled it up with water for the rest, you know, to get us to our destination after finally realized what was going on. Mm-hmm. And I mean, it was fine. We we got home. We you know flushed the water, put coolant back in it. Couldn't find a leak. Everything was fine. It was really weird. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah, but that would get pretty loud, wouldn't it, with the cats and the uh, radio yeah. and. And that's something, if you are going to consider taking a cat, you need to know the cat and whether the cat can do car rides. Yeah, Drive around a lot town. of cats aren't no. travel friendly. No, that's... Uh, so we They do make harnesses for them, though. Oh, they do. We've had cats in the past that they'll just roam around the bed, they'll lay on the dashboard, and as long as you're not impairing the view of the driver, you know, that's okay. It's still but off-roading. You, s- you don't want to lose no, cat. No, no, no. <laughs> No, you ever see a cat up in the air, the first thing that comes out is the claws yeah. to grab when they come down. You don't yeah. want that to be your face. Trust me, that hurts. It's happened. I want to put a challenge out there. Uh-oh. In fact, tell you what. I'll send a wheeling decal to the first three people that post on 4x4 Talk. A legitimate picture. Now, not something they Googled. <laughs> so, because we're going to do a reverse Google image search on this. Okay. We're going to make sure that this is a real photo of someone off-roading with an unconventional pet. I thought you were going to say cat. And I was going to say, I think we're going to have to broaden that I, a little okay. bit. Okay, <laughs> I'm going to say anything but a dog. <clears throat> I like it. Horses if, and if, uh, donkeys don't count. Yeah, no, no, no <laughs> not riding the off-road vehicle. Yes. No. If you've got a cat in your Jeep or an iguana or a snake or whatever that you you've go You've got an iguana in your Jeep off-road. I want pictures. Of okay, that. exactly. That's <laughs> what we want. So first three people that post on 4x4 Talk with a legitimate picture that they took of somebody or themselves, preferably, yes. off-roading with a non-dog pet, non-canine companion. Absolutely, yes. Um, we're going to send you a wheel and decal just for I the like heck it. of it. I like it. Yeah, let's do that. Um, pets on the trail. Uh, there, there's not a ton to talk about, but that no. was it. Was just something that we wanted oh, to touch yeah. on. Absolutely, um, it, it, a good bit of information for those who are thinking about it or are going to. Yeah, yeah. So, so I, I used to go everywhere with my dog. You know, he was always riding shotgun or sleeping in the back seat on you know longer rides with me and stuff. And just always had you know a good solid leash and a backup leash. Walk him when we get there, so he can do what he's got to do. Get him some water. I was never out long enough to need food for him. But, you know, if it's something you're going a longer distance or you might be, you're going to want to bring something at least. You are. You know, speaking of preparation, there's something else that people don't. I think people that travel with dogs usually would think about this, Mm -hmm. but maybe they don't always. If you're planning on staying overnight somewhere and it's not your own camper 
or even if it is and it's a campground, mm-hmm. you need to make sure that it is a pet-friendly place oh, you're going absolutely. to. I seen this on an off-road trip a number of years ago. There's a popular place we go to in northern Canada, and it is a campground with a small hotel that has, it's not even really a hotel. I think they have like five rooms for rent. Mm-hmm. Okay, so like a little motel thing on it. Yeah. friend of mine went up with his family, and they it was it was actually the same guy that travels with like three dogs. Oh, okay. okay. That guy. And the one I was just talking about, not very behaved dogs. Yeah. Um, he goes up there fully planning on renting one of these rooms, and he had reservations and everything. Okay. No camper with him, nothing. Huh. Pulls in. They told him, no, you can't have dogs in here. Huh. And they said, no, you can't just chain up your dogs outside either. You're going to have to figure something else oh. out. And I believe on that trip, what they ended up doing was driving like 20 miles away uh, to get a hotel that they could go. And so wow. every morning they'd leave early, come all the way in to, to join up with the events for yeah. the off-road trip. Which is a real bummer. So well, a little bit, yeah. Yeah. So they just you know, you need to pre plan that stuff. Yeah. You need to say, hey, you know, yeah. you call up the place. Can I bring my three dogs? Can yeah. I bring my iguana? Can I bring, you know, whatever? You know, this this brought uh mentioning that for some reason popped into memory in my head. So we got a pet rabbit when we were in Minnesota. We had to travel home with that thing. How does the how, I've never traveled with a rabbit, I don't think. How do they travel? It sat in the cage and just kind of looked around the whole time. Oh, okay. Ate the carrots. We kept feeding it. So maybe they're good travel companions. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, I mean, they, they have their own little crate, their own little box. You probably get a... I know you can get a harness for them. I know a guy who actually has a harness and walks his rabbit outside. I, I <laughs> I'm not kidding. I know a guy that, in, in all politics and personal beliefs aside, has an emotional support rabbit. Okay. I don't know him personally. I know him through a group that I'm involved in that's not mm-hmm. off-roading stuff. But I see his pictures all the time online. Yeah. And he goes all over the place mm-hmm. with this big floppy-eared rabbit. I'll have him send him some pictures. Maybe. Get him a sticker. Maybe. <laughs> so um, he doesn't off-road, but he, he goes to various events, and you'll see pictures of this rabbit nice. at Disney World, at wherever. So and... I'll have to track down. I don't know if we have any pictures of it, but I'll have to... God, I'm going to have to dig way far back for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I mean, it, it's it's a thing to do. You know, I guess I'm not big on traveling with pets. I have pets. Um, we have one cat that takes to the harness okay. She'll mm-hmm. go outside. The other ones, if I go out the door, they'll just try to kill me. So, <laughs> Again, it's a cat. <laughs> it's a cat. It's a cat. <laughs> Anything else you got, John? I, I don't think so. Just, you know, anywhere you go with a pet, make sure you're responsible with it. You know, not everybody's pet friendly. The people even. Yeah. You're going to get people who are afraid of them or highly allergic to them. And you just have to make sure you respect, you know, the rest of the people in your group. If they don't want it around, stay away from them. Fair enough. John, you need to do your thing. Sounds good. Thanks for listening, and have a good one, everybody.